if you decided to have a wild hair in Google, how should I market my small business? You might be given a host of answers depending on what came up at that time, depending on what you've searched before, depending on a bunch of different things, you would get a answer catered towards service-based businesses. Or maybe it would tell you that you need to have a billboard a commercial campaign that's catered towards Fortune 500 businesses. Uh, it might say that you need to all only worry about direct sales and that it would obviously be for sales organizations. Maybe it would be putting flyers on the front of windshields or um, handing out coupons or whatever it might be. That can be a daunting thing to try and bounce ideas off of other small business owners uh, or Google or try to get ideas for a family-owned small business retailer. And so that's what we are going to talk about today. As a family-owned retailer and uh, is my background and Chris, the co-host today as a marketing expert who works with small businesses, we are going to talk about the three best marketing platforms that we see right now in August of 2022. These things are always changing, mm -hmm. obviously, depending on the landscape around you. Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, where we help you improve your family-owned retail business. I'm with my co-host today, Chris Fox from Fox Strategy, the marketing genius. And my name is Steve Cook. I'm a third-generation business owner, and with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. Marketing is such a hard thing. I had a business author by the name of Mike McCallowitz on the podcast uh, many months ago, and he was talking about how marketing is the one thing that you cannot just copy your competition. Because by copying your competition, marketing in its nature is designed to be outstanding when it is unique from other things. That is how marketing is remarkable is because it is unique. No one else is doing it right now. So if you just copy someone else, that's not necessarily great. Now you can copy somebody in a different industry or maybe something you've seen someone do in another state or whatever it might be. But that is the whole point of marketing is it needs to be unique. So Chris... We are going to talk about the three best top marketing platforms or ways to market uh, for family-owned retailers today. What is your opinion um, there at the beginning? Well, I think your intro, Steve, is on point, if not to only illustrate that if you, listener, own a retail business, it's a small business, it's a family-owned business, uh, you can find yourself very quickly overwhelmed by the sheer number of ways that you can market and sell in the world today. There are so many uh, ways of going about it, so many practical channels from putting flyers on windshields like Steve mentioned, all the way to the most complex and expensive digital you know, campaigns. Um, and so that can quickly have you overwhelmed, which is why we're only gonna talk about three today because they're the top three. And you really need to be encouraged as a retail owner to um, find one that you're comfortable with, a marketing channel or a platform, and then go all in. Invest your time and energy and money there instead of trying to spread yourself across multiple platforms. You're always going to find some marketer who tells you you got to be on this platform, you got to be on that platform, and, and, and what you hear as a business owner is you got to be on all of them, and that's not true. 
Yeah, and I think that there's a vast difference between, when you said that, it made me think of uh, people that I've spoke to in the past, what your target uh, business model is. Yeah. If you are specializing in retail, not that you're against online or not that you're against you know buy online, pick up in store or anything like that, but if you're specializing in retail, it is very different than if you are running an e-commerce uh, focused business, whether you have a, a retail store and you just dabble in e-commerce, I think it's different if you're focused on e-commerce or if you are only in e-commerce, I think that's very different um, small business than just a retailer that is looking for foot traffic. Yep. Um, that is that is very different um, than, than some other things. So uh, without further ado, let's talk about the first one. Uh, man, I should have went backwards to keep people around. <laughs> longer i didn't even think about that i guess i still could but i don't want to mess up our notes that we have uh so without further ado the first uh, i'm going to give away the best first I guess. It is. dang it please stick around to the end of the episode to hear about the third aren't best. you wondering what gonna, uh, what the third but, best is going to be i love it yeah <laughs> this is the one i was okay with uh, so anyways the first is uh going to be TikTok organic Mm. Um, if you are unfamiliar with paid versus organic, paid is where you um, actually spend money to uh, pay TikTok to put your uh, video in front of people's eyeballs. And so that you are paying TikTok for that. And so that is the difference between just creating a profile and posting on it and whoever watches, watches, whoever likes or comments or whatever. That's what happens. It would be organic. Yep. So you're not paying TikTok anything. Um, TikTok organic. I have seen the most interaction in this platform um, since Facebook 2016, and I think Facebook was even better back in its mm. prime, but I didn't even see this. The interaction that we're getting on TikTok, I haven't ever seen it on any platform ever. Um, I think it would be similar to beginning of Instagram and similar to the beginning of Facebook, but I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't as seasoned of a marketer, I guess you could say, at that point in my life. And so I didn't go as hard as I yeah. am now on TikTok. So I, do, I can't speak to that, but it is the craziest that I've ever seen. Chris, what are you Yeah, thoughts? I mean, I, it's, I will say that it's 2022, August, when we're recording this. Um, I, rem <laughs> right, there you go. I remember, though, hearing and talking about TikTok in 2019 and and people thinking it's just going to be a flashbang and there have been social networks that have been created and fallen in this short time frame as well just in these last two three years and so i'm a little bit surprised at tiktok's staying power i say surprised as in because there was doubt early on um i mean heck i don't think there's ever been a social network that's been threatened by the united states federal government to be banned right so it, it's it's had its own unique story mm -hmm. but what we're seeing today and certainly supported by your numbers by other clients numbers uh by the overall you know activity on the network it's it's here and and i i will say this the way that facebook and instagram have copied and chased TikTok's uh, product model is also very indicative of the fact that all of social media and yeah. all of Silicon Valley see this method and this, this platform as the future. Am I your number one client on TikTok? Say yes. Oh, or absolutely. Yes. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. And, and you know, to that end, uh, just to, okay. to slide it in, you have... You've done fantastically with your TikTok. 
And we've, you know, worked together to create the strategy and help you make content. Some of it you make with us, some of it you make on your own. Uh, but I think that what you have found, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that the consistency of you showing up and the value that you deliver, sometimes it's entertaining value, sometimes it's educational value, sometimes it's both, that has really lit that channel on fire for you. Yeah, uh, that's a great point to cover what do you post on tiktok you know a lot of people might be like okay cool yeah. tiktok uh if you're not familiar it is a video a short form video short er yeah. form uh they have now released 10 minute videos i have um our our cook feed profile just got updated to where we can do 10 minute videos on it now um so that took a little yeah. while but yeah it is majority of platforms have the ability to upload 10 minute videos you can do lives uh so there's a host of things you can do you can now add stories um, and those can come in the form of pictures, actually, and they show up on a different uh, section in TikTok. And I don't know if that's released to. I have one profile that has stories and one profile that doesn't. Yeah. Um, so I think they're just now rolling that out. So, um, you know, what should you post on on TikTok? What you know, somebody's listening to this. They have a, a retail store. They sell clothing, or they sell hardware. They sell. They have feed stores. Um, what should they post on TikTok? You know, I'm going to give away the secret here. This is the secret and the answer to your question. What should you post on TikTok? And also, we're just going to say, what should you post on any social media platform or any marketing platform? Uh, here it is, the secret. Whatever your ideal client and audience will watch. That's the that's the secret sauce right there. And we can talk exceedingly practical and about watch this. watch not tied down to a chair with their eyeballs held open. Watch yeah. willingly. <laughs> Not be forced to watch, yeah. Um, <laughs> absolutely. What what will yeah. they enjoy watching? Let's put it that way. That's the answer to your question. Because I'll tell you this right now. As a marketer, there will be people, if you are a small retail business, family-owned business, even if you're a service-based business watching this, there will be marketers who tell you, we will make content for you. We will build a strategy for you, whatever it is. Let me let me draw the line in the sand for you. Do not cross that line where you hire someone unless you actually need the ideas or the help doing it. If you've got the ideas and you have a little bit of time to do it yourself, there is no reason for you to hire somebody. You simply need to think about what do my people enjoy watching and then I'll make that. That's your secret sauce. I I, w I would go one okay. step farther, though, because I've, I've been guilty of this. What would your customers enjoy watching that also correlates somehow back oh, to your sure. products? Thank you for adding. Um, yep. we, have gotten, we have gotten too far yep. before yep. in just posting, like, funny memes or, like, you know, jokes or whatever that don't necessarily we, – we almost even got away from, like, yeah. animals as a species. Like, we were just posting, like, funny things. And – then you blink and you look up and all of your followers are just interested in, you know, uh, yep. cookies and you sell hardware, That's right. <laughs> you know. So what you have to do is you have to make sure that it is within the niche of the product that you actually sell. Um, it doesn't have to be just selling your product. It can be, you know, advice or whatever, yep. but it needs to be somehow correlated back to the product that you sell or else you'll, you're, you'll be building an audience that you don't want the audience. That's it. You're exactly right. And and, and so, so important to stick to that, that niche. And when, so when I say your audience, the people that you want to do business with, 
see other episodes we've done, right? Where we've talked about who's in your audience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to keep it relevant yeah. to what you're selling, what you're offering. Um, but they have to enjoy it. They have to want to watch it. Okay. So number two, the second, uh, favorite of mine, I guess, of platforms to market with, I said that is direct selling. I think that this is a bit of a lost art, uh, with Mm. the, um, form that people, you know, get so down on about, you know, these keyboard warriors and people, you know, just talk through social media and through text messages and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's scared to have a phone call, blah, blah, blah. I do think that there's a little bit of truth to that, that there are so many marketers, there's so many salespeople and all that, that just don't have a direct conversation or whatever. um, And that they're scared to just walk into a business and say, Hey, I own a local business down the road. I would love to do business with you guys. Here's some free drinks or yep. here's uh, some treats or here's some products that I sell or um, here's a coupon to my, you know, or whatever it is. Um, I think that that is a lost art of just getting out there and shaking hands and saying, hi, I'm in the area. Just wanted to say hi. Um, and so one way that you have to do that is is you have to break down the amount of return that you get on those hours mm-hmm. spent because that would be expendable hours that you have to do. Whether you're doing it, you should equate your value of time with money or you're having to pay someone. Either way, the trade-off has to be you know, a net-net positive return. Yep. And so when you're doing that, I think that if you think of a tire, you, know, you have the hubs and then you have the spokes. Um, when you're doing that, I think that you need to go to places that have either a concentration of people um, where you can sell or you can go to one place and it has a lot of people there that could potentially be your customer. Mm. Or you need to sell to one customer that has influence on a lot of different buying decisions or you need to, you know, whatever yep. that might be. I think that you need to spend your time incredibly wisely, not just having, um, you know, a lot of people say, I'm having coffee with you know, one person and they're a new business owner and that's great, but wouldn't it be better to have, you know, go into a place that, and talk to somebody that has control over the buying decision of six people or, you know, or, or has a lot bigger opportunity of business or whatever it might be. So I think direct selling is, is, uh, the other one. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. And I like the hub and spoke example, um, because there's a time and place for everything. And so if you're a new business or maybe you're struggling to your fastest path to cash, um, you need to focus on that on that hub. Who can you find, as Steve says, that, that can influence or control the buying decisions of many people? And that will be a – Or where yeah, can you that'll go? That will be a better direct be a place, sale you know, where a lot of than hanging out. Selling individually, and you know this plays out in a lot of different ways. If you're a clothing boutique, it means finding the micro influencer at the high school or the college near you, um, who is going to influence those buying decisions of a hundred people at a time, five hundred people at a time. And when we say micro influencer, we're referring to people that have audiences of fewer than five thousand followers. However, that looks that could be social media. It's it's vast. 
it's vastly social media, but it also could be the local college, you know, cheer captain. If you're a, a women's clothing boutique, if you're a plumber um, or you or a hardware store, for example, then yeah, you go and you make a, a deal or a sale or a, a relationship with the local, you know, electricians union or plumbers union because that influences the buying decisions. Or contractors that are building multiple That's houses. That's right. Contractors that are building yeah. whole neighborhoods uh, are great. You know. Uh, connections uh, because they influence the buying decisions of lots of people. So I love that idea. And you're right. Direct sales is a completely lost art at this point. If you're new in business and you're afraid of direct sales, you need to look at direct sales as the new social media network. It's the next thing that's going to come back around because so many people have retreated from it. You can be unique and different in that space now. Man, I remember uh, when I first started, like kind of like direct selling. I'd say it's probably five or six years ago. Uh, I-, I was scared mm. to death to get run out of somewhere. Yep. I have never gotten run out of somewhere. I have only been like, "Thanks for coming yes. by." Um, you know, I mean, they're like shocked yeah. almost. And half the time, I'm calling on farms, which a lot of times are are also people's houses, mm. and. So I'm like cold calling at their homes, you know, almost relatively. And um, I'm telling you, man, it is something that not a lot of people are doing. And, you know, I think it's the same with uh, a few small businesses. I I, I mean, you know, we get our fair share of credit card processors and uh, that type of crap. But, um, you know, I think that there's still some industries that are Mm. doing that. Oh, sure. Man, for a large part of, you know, these people are not just... Hey, I own a business down the street. I just wanted to, you know, say hi to you. Boy, I think that that yep. is uh, still very effective. And I think we should also note that direct selling does not necessarily mean door-to-door selling. It means identifying right. really valuable prospects that you can go make a direct call on where your time and effort will be worth it. And so it, it's not the door-to-door credit card processing salesman. It's not the door-to-door right, pest control. That's selling to spokes. That's right. That's the one problem. at a that's, time. That's yeah. the problem. Notch yeah. by notch. You're really when you're saying a direct sale platform, what you're saying is identify the ten most valuable prospects in your market, uh, and then craft some intentional plan to connect with each of them. That will probably look a little different person to person because maybe this guy's really super into you know going out to eat at the steakhouse and maybe this gal's into really you know hitting uh email introduction and setting up coffee learn a little bit about them ask you know about them it's it's very intentional um okay last but not least and for those of you um, who hung on here's number three half yeah probably only half of you are still here (laughs) i totally blew this order uh number three direct (laughs) communication uh direct communication what i am talking about with this is a less than just math direct communication meaning um a li- it's i liken it to direct selling but direct communication can be sell to those spokes um those are the people that might just yep. have the ability to do business with you or, or, um but you are able to spend the amount of time to go out to those people's houses and spend half a day or a full day trying to work on one person direct trying to sell it 
I think what happens is, is so many people are trying to reach in mass that when you have a direct communication, hi, this is such and such, uh, either calling them on the phone, uh, emailing them, having a somewhat of a small, more intimate conversation with someone one-on-one, it is a lot more effective than trying to reach them in mass. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. I think it's a, um, a useful channel and tool and, and it is very different than that direct selling, um, you know, model because in direct selling, you're identifying a very valuable prospect and going to that prospect. Well, with, with communication, um, what you're really saying is I'm broadly speaking to a group of people, but I would encourage you not to shy away from what you know about that group of people. So identify you know what that group of people wants out of your product or service what's the identity they aspire to right what's a vision of success that they can get behind and then you want to communicate those things to these larger groups of people that helps you connect with them in the same way that you would connect with a direct sale prospect um, but at at a greater scale but you're still getting that relationship, that direct connection. So don't back off the story. Don't back off, you know, knowing what you know and being confident just because you're putting together a blast of communication to an email list or to a large text list, or even if you're just going to set up a call script for you and your staff to, to make a bunch of calls around, you still need to appear confident, show up with that confidence. And the best way to do that is to is to speak like you know who you're talking to. And if you have a group of people, an ideal client, an ideal prospect, speaking about the identity that you're truly selling them, speaking about the success they want or the problem you solve, that makes them feel like even this in mass communication is targeted to them. So I would say it's a great channel. You just have to you have to prepare for it a little differently than you would the others. So I said my top three favorite, your number one favorite, or what order would you put them in? You really had to ponder that one. Well, yeah, I mean, be, simply because I, I think I would actually put probably email and text at the top of the list in, in, in the communication category. But I would probably put TikTok in a tie for that simply because I've seen so many relationships, so much engagement and interaction come from that. So email and text, Mm -hmm. I think is still an incredible, uh, tool for marketing and creating awareness. Um, but especially in the retail environment, you, you have to, again, create that content. Your people are going to enjoy taking in. So maybe for your retail store, that might be If you're a grocery store, for example, that might be a text or an email that goes out each week highlighting what's fresh in your store or a new recipe and all the ingredients are available right there inside the door. Um, But if you are, you know, a a retail shop that's more e-commerce focused and you would do better with a large audience from TikTok that you can sell across the country to, I think that it more comes down to nuance of what kind of business you're running. But I agree with you. I think that this list as a, as a, compact three sales channels you need to use this year 100 percent. what business trends selling it's high ticket items that might be skewed towards this platforms if it's low ticket items it might be skewed a little bit more towards this platform yep. or vice yep. versa so uh regard 
three that we have had the most success with. So um, hopefully that was helpful in some way.